Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Thanks for being here. Always excited to talk to our friend Joe Theismann, get his insight and his perspective on the NFL and the position he played so well, the quarterback position. Uh, we've seen some from pretty remarkable moments from those QBs whose teams are now a couple games away from crowning themselves champions. Uh, Joe, good morning, man. Thanks for, as always, thanks for, for making time for us. You're welcome, Bill. It's always good to catch up with you. So we know that, that Patrick Mahomes has this ankle injury. We know that it often takes several weeks to, to, to heal. Is there any way from the outside looking in, Joe, that, that those of us that are not on that Chiefs team can get a sense before the game of what, what he can do and what he can be until he walks on that field? I, I really don't think so. I, I, you know, Obviously, He's going to be limited in practice, and he's not going to want to put him out there where he has a chance to hurt himself. Certainly at this stage of the season and into the playoffs, Patrick doesn't need three days of snaps to figure out what they want to do. They're very familiar with Cincinnati. Uh, you have an idea what Cincinnati wants to do. You know, we, we remember the Super Bowl um, when Patrick had a, a bad ankle. At that point, he had both his tackles out as well. But, you know, he's, he's limited but not completely stationary in the pocket. He moves around. He has the ability to do things. And this is where, to me, Andy Reid shines. I think Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, we've got two of the best play callers in football playing championship games. And I think Andy's going to be in a position where he'll be able to get the ball out of Patrick's hands like they've done all year and you know, give him a chance to be able to make plays. The funny thing is, Bill, is who's going to cover Kelsey? I mean, I, Patrick is certainly an issue, but what do you do with Kelsey? It's a great question. It's going to be such a great game. Joe, Joe Theismann here on the show. And, Joe, on the other side of the equation, I can't – I mean, like, I obviously I buy into Joe Burrow. It's obviously real. But you look at his career, got injured early on in his career. This year started 0-2, and so a lot of folks thought, okay, you know, good run last year, but we've seen teams make the Super Bowl and not win it, and, and that sort of be their high-water mark. And then even last week, Joe, you, you had an offensive line that was so banged up, you thought, all right, 
they're going to get to Joe Burrow and they're going to they're going to knock him around. And just at every turn, this guy continues to win games. I know that every quarterback that makes the National Football League is insanely talented. That's that's part of the deal. What is it about Burrow that has made him early in his career so incredibly successful? Well, a couple of things. First of all, Zach Taylor's another one of those guys. You saw him get the ball out of Joe's hands. He understands that he had offensive line issues. So he's not going to have him hold the football. As the game went on, they started running the routes down the field a little bit more. But early on, he made some great calls as a coordinator, getting the ball out of Joe's hands. Joe has a wonderful air about him. Let's call it that way. I mean, the way he dresses coming into a game, um, he, he knows he's good. He understands it. And, and, you know, it's not a cocky thing. It's I have great confidence in my ability, but even more so, and you've heard me say this, Bill, the quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. He has tremendous confidence in the guys around him, and they believe in him. And they know as long as he's standing upright, they have a chance to be able to win football games. I think Cincinnati's defense is what really won the game in Buffalo. Buffalo's offense has always protected their defense, and to a degree, Kansas City's offense protects their defense. So that, you know, I mean, Cincinnati's won three games in a row against them. There's got to be a reason, and Joe is part of it. Now, going back to the early part of the season, with 17 games and no starters really playing in in, in preseason anymore, I always look at the first two regular season games as glorified preseason games. I place absolutely no credence. You want to win them, no question. But no credence whatsoever what a team's going to look like in those first two, three even preseason games. Because they're still trying to figure out what they are, who they are, get in condition, get in shape, who's going to be able to do what. Those are all the things you never get a chance to find out in OTAs or mini camps or training camp or preseason. Joe Theismann, Two really great teams. Who do you like in that game? I mean, it is, it's at Arrowhead, and you noted that the Bengals have had their number recently, including in an AFC championship game at Arrowhead last year. We don't know what Mahomes will be in terms of his mobility. Who do you like? I like Cincinnati. Um, I, I really do. I, I felt Cincinnati, um, I, I liked them last week against Buffalo because of their defense. Buffalo, to me, and Kansas City are a little bit similar. Their offense is high-powered. Their defense tends to give up plays, big plays. Um, and that's the thing that's going to have to if, – if Kansas City wins, it may not necessarily be because of Patrick Mahomes, but it'll be because their defense played well. But I think it isn't the fact that Cincinnati's beaten them because every one of those games is what, three-point differentials. So I think it'll be a close football game, but I'm leaning towards Cincinnati because I think their defense – is just that way. You know, you got to understand, Cincinnati plays in a division where it's all about defense. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, even Cleveland's defense. I mean, these guys beat the living daylights out of one another. And uh, they're tried, tempered, and, and, and true. And so I'm leaning towards Cincinnati in this one. Joe, is it realistic? Is it is it reasonable to think that Joe Burrow might be one of the two best quarterbacks in the National Football League? Is that Am I being a captive of the moment when I entertain those thoughts? Or... Is that a reasonable place to, to, to evaluate him? I think it's a reasonable place to evaluate him. And it isn't just this year. I think you evaluate him through the course of, uh, of his career. Now that he, you know, last year, what he was able to do. I mean, Cincinnati went to a Super Bowl last year. Oops. Okay, did we forget about that? And, uh, and Joe was their quarterback. 
So I think it's very fair to say he's, you know, he's one of the top two or three in the National Football League. He's playing that way on a consistent basis. Um, you know, here's, here's an interesting question, Bill, for you and the people listening. Who do you put ahead of him? Right. I don't think I do. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Where do you go? Who do you put ahead of Aaron? Aaron's, I mean, Aaron, Tom, they're just, you know, they're icons. Okay. Yep. So you put them on the side, but who's playing today? Patrick certainly is. Mahomes is the only answer for me. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Josh, see, you take Josh Allen's legs away from that offense. So, yeah, I think, I think Joe is the, you know, Joe is, you know, like I say, one, two or three and, and could well be, you know, right there with Patrick. So you've got Mahomes and Burrow, obviously outstanding young quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, who, if he can stay healthy, outstanding young quarterback. And these are, you know, QBs in different ways, right? But we could see coming, not surprises. Maybe Hurts is the biggest surprise, but I don't think he's a surprise. And then you have, I mean, we got Brock Purdy. Here we are. NFC Championship game. What is your trust level, Joe, in Brock Purdy being good enough at the quarterback position, and he's got a lot of weapons and a great coach, to be able to win this game and, and win the next one, which is the Super Bowl. Where are you at on, on belief level in this guy? I believe in him. And what really made me believe in him was not this game, but the previous game. Uh, he, got, he got off to a really shaky first half. I mean, he was missing people wide open all over the place. And then as the game went on, he played a really good second half. And then you get into this game. Dallas's defense is really good, Bill. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are the most talented, undisciplined team in football. Wouldn't have surprised me one bit if I saw the Dallas Cowboys in this game. You know, Dak, is, Dak has struggled with interceptions. You know, he, he threw, what, 17 total in the season? And he didn't play, what, five or six, five games? So, I mean, but Dallas defensively, they've got speed, they've got size, they've got people who can cover, they've got linebackers who can run. And I thought he did a terrific job in the second half. And once again, I thought Kyle Shanahan gave him tremendous opportunities to get the ball out of his hand and be able to do something with it. I think you're going to see the same situation against an Eagle team that is really, really good up front. I mean, anytime you've got, what, four, your four defensive linemen with 10 sacks, how, when's that ever happened in, in the history of football that you're going to have those guys up front that can create that much havoc? And that's going to be the challenge for San Francisco offensively. But you've got Christian, you've got Debo, uh, you know, Debo Samuel. I mean, you've got, you've got guys who can make plays. I, I look for this. I said of the two uh, the games last week, the Buffalo game and the Dallas-San uh, Francisco game, if you want to place a bet, if you're a gambler, the under is the place to go. I just don't see either one of these teams scoring a lot of points. And that's, the big thing, for, big thing for San Francisco defensively is going to be what are you going to do with the RPOs with Jalen Hurts? And I'll tell you, looking at A.J. Brown sit on the bench at the end of that game, they better get him involved early in this game. Because, you know, wide receivers could check out very easily if they don't feel like they're a part of it. Joe, who do you like in this one? Do you, do you, have, a strong, do you have a strong gut feeling or sense who, who you think is the likely winner? This is a hard one for me. It really is. Uh, you know how good San Francisco's defense is. The Eagles at times have – you know, struggled a little bit. I mean, Washington beat them because they ran the ball down their throat, but then they went and got Indomitian and Joseph. So, you know, they, they sort up the middle of their football team. Um, it's in Philadelphia. I think defense rules this game. Uh, 
I would probably lean towards the Eagles in this one. Joe, if Brock Purdy does win this game, right? He just makes a Super Bowl, even if he has a, a lackluster Super Bowl. Is that a is it his job? Are we getting to the point where, regardless of Trey Lance's health next year, it, it's Brock Purdy, or, or do you think he has to come in and compete regardless of what he's done so far? I think you always have to come in and compete. I remember, you know, I won a Super Bowl and they drafted uh, Tommy Flick in the what the third round <laughs> when, when I. When I, you, you think it's your job, never, if you never think it's your job, you have a chance to be successful. Every day you have to go out and earn it. You know, these are this is conversations I've had with Tom Brady. Is every day you have to get better. Every day you have to learn more. Every day you have to improve your skill set. You know, Brock has got a wonderful confidence about him. Uh, he, he knows what he needs to do. I think this game, I think the Dallas game to me was the real barometer, by the way, you wanted to judge him. Uh, he stood up against a whole uh, really terrific, like I say, a terrific defense with some great talented people uh, and did very well and made plays. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's here. You know, nobody's going to call him Mr. Irrelevant anymore, Bill. I promise you that. Th- those, those days are gone. And as far as Trey Lance goes, there isn't anybody on the face of the earth that knows anything about football that has any idea what Trey Lance can be. Or who he can be. I mean, he's still going to be a rookie learning how to play the game. And to me, that, that's a challenge. That is an uphill battle. Talking to you. I, it's unbelievable what, uh, you know, it's, I just, I love, what, I love what Purdy's doing. I do, who, too. Who wouldn't? My goodness. Who I, I, wouldn't? I know he didn't set the box score on fire, but to your point, Joe, some of the throws he made in those last two drives at the end of that game the other night, in tight windows where, you know, as a fan, right, just a fan, and I'm not a I'm not a fan of either of those teams. I'm just watching it and the anxiety you feel where it's like a single mistake and shift the game either way. He made some big boy throws to move those chains several times against a really good Dallas defense. He did, and we, we saw what happened when you make mistakes late in games. You lose them. Jacksonville lost them. Dallas lost them. What, the thing that impresses me about Purdy is his confidence when he gets the ball, I mean, don't, don't look at the statistics. You know, if you throw for 300 yards, it probably means you're not winning. probably means you're having to come from behind. You throw for 195, you know, you rush the ball 40 times, 35 times in the game. You control the tempo. You control the line of scrimmage. Our job as quarterbacks, and this is the way it was in Washington for me, my job was to keep the chains moving until we got into the red zone when Coach Gibbs could work his magic. We'd either run with John or have plays set up that we could get the ball in the end zone. And I I see Brock Purdy in a similar way. My job is to continue to keep us moving down the field. Don't take the sacks. Make plays with your legs if you have to. Don't be afraid to do it. But you're, you know, to throw for 180 yards and win a game, these, these kind of games at this level where the speed of the game has changed immensely from the regular season, it's a real kudo to him. Uh, Joe Theismann, an absolute treat every time uh, we get to hang out with you and talk to you. Thanks, as always, my friend, for for making time for us here on the show. Thanks for having me, Bill. Take care. Yeah, you too. Joe Theismann. I love it, man. He's. I mean, look, you can hear it from me, and I hope you take it seriously. But when Joe Theismann says it, the box score lies. The box score can lie. He did accidentally take a shot at D-Cell, though. Do you see that? You pointed at yourself. You picked up on that one, huh? Well, because you pointed it out. He said that nobody on this planet can have any idea what Trey Lance is right now. 
So you see, like, I know you're in a sensitive place because in about about six minutes, you're going to take your shirt off. I didn't even make a joke about it to Joe that you thought he was better than Tom Brady. I stand by it right now. I, I know you do. I love that, man. Safe space. Uh, we're going to do buy or sell. We're going to get into some really good stuff. We've got a really interesting question on Stefan Diggs. There's a lot to unpack in this segment. And it's going to happen with Tom Pretty Daddy Muscles DeCelestino Decel taking his shirt off and finally paying off a bet he lost a year ago. The magic unfolds next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I'm nervous for detail. I am feeling all the feels. Can I just say one thing before we get started here? Andrew Bogus could not be more giddy for this segment. He was in the studio before we even broke last segment. He... Usually, you know, we got to pull him into this segment, into the studio. Can you please give us a few words here? He cannot wait for this segment. He wanted to support his friend. Yeah, I'm here for you. I'm here for America. I'm here for buy or sell. And anything else that might come up this segment? Colton, is that who's back there? Uh, yes, Colton is training with us today. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Thoughts and prayers. You know what they call a shirt? Call a body mask, man. <laughs> just, it's not... All right. Are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, this is happening, right? <laughs> Colton just left. <laughs> As he should. Colton has now <laughs> left. Like, the, I'm out. Has yeah. left the control. Yeah, I don't blame him. Ouch. All right. Diesel lost Ouch. a bet. Putting, all right. Get that shirt off, bro. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Now, remember, listeners, this stems from Diesel appearing to be buff and me and Bill want visual confirmation of Jack Diesel, <laughs> who's now shimmying his way out of a. A hoodie. He's got his headphones back on. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell. Today in the beach. Than you. you look great. All right, so the deal is through the first question, right? That's yeah. what read we agree fast, on. Pretty I think we're daddy, all ready for fast. this to be over. <laughs> all right. See, I told you this would happen. All right, let's start it off in the NFL. On Sunday, as the clock was winding down in the fourth quarter, Bill's top wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, was seen on the sidelines hollering at quarterback Josh Allen and the offensive coaching staff. Diggs was held to just four catches for 35 yards against the Bengals. After the game, Diggs left the locker room before all of the Bills' coaching staff had even made it into the locker room. 
but Diggs was convinced to return by a teammate, but again, left just moments later. Yesterday, Diggs posted a series of tweets that read, quote, want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Tweet number two, want me to be okay with our level of play that's not up to standard? Nah. And finally, tweet number three, it's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result, end quote. Buy or sell Stefan Diggs' sideline reaction and leaving the stadium early on Sunday were a form of leadership. Sell. And I think... Um, sell. I think nah, nah sums up the entire moment right now. You can put your shirt back on. <laughs> You're a good sport. I don't... I say... You say you call nah? I call it nah. 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 You, you go nah. nah. I think they're interchangeable. Oh, you didn't even put the undershirt on. You were just like, get the hoodie on. Oh, yeah, this was panic. Get the hoodie on as fast as How? possible. Oh, there's a crowd out there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Colton has come back. And the second your shirt it says is a back lot. on, he he's just back left. in. Oh, now he is back. Wow. Gave you some privacy. It says a lot. It says a lot. And by the way, yeah, you guys go, you go nah or nah? Nah. Nah, nah. I don't know that there's a right or wrong. Is it tomato, tomato? But people actually, because no one says tomato. You Not say, in this country. You say tomato, I say tomato. Who says tomato? I think English people. But every English person says the words differently. Right. Right? Are we good now? With I your paid shirt off the bed. Every, everything yeah, is good. good. I never have to hear this again. No, no you didn't. Well, I mean, you did amazing. Also, like, how often do you work out? Kind of obnoxious that you took this long when you actually. Uh, never anymore. Just carrying this show is your only weightlifting. <laughs> wow, bye. Bye. I'm going to continue with the NFL. And the stress we put on you daily I is I have lunch with one of the bosses today. What are the odds that just over the salad, it's, why did your producer have his shirt off? And what is his name? Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, let's continue in the NFL here. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is scheduled for a second interview this week with the Arizona Cardinals, while Sean Payton is scheduled to interview with the Cardinals as well for the first time. Remember the Cardinals named former Titans Director of Player Personnel Monty Ossenfort their new GM. Buy or sell that defensive-minded Dan Quinn or Sean Payton are a good fit for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I'll buy, like, as much as you can kind of guess at these things. I Buy. I think Dan Quinn's a good coach, Andrew, and I, I think it feels like it's about time for him to have another shot. He is... A really smart offensive coordinator being smart in the second half of a Super Bowl away from being a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> True. And maybe still he's the Falcons head coach to Honest. this day. I, I hear yeah. you. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little in the in the middle on Dan Quinn. You have a question about him? <laughs> sure. Because One. of him specifically or the fact that a defensive-minded head coach pairing up with Kyler Murray? No, 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 no. I, this, no, that overall structure doesn't bother me. I'd Probably maybe default having a defensive head coach and then hire a good offensive coordinator to actually be hands-on with Kyler. Um, I just wonder if somebody deserves their first chance more than Dan Quinn deserves a second chance. It's it's a really interesting question because there are lots of examples. Zach Taylor's a great one. Of, of, of Mike McDaniel's another of guys that I certainly doubted who succeeded. But man, you've all for. You've also got the hack, you know, can't hack it to the world. Yeah. Because I think I think with a guy like Dan Quinn, 
you can argue the ceiling, but you already know the floor, maybe? You the, know it can't be a disaster. Right. He's a grown-up. Which is simultaneously a compliment to him, but also not necessarily the best reason to hire somebody. Yes. Like, going with the safe choice. Like, I'd, ra- I'd almost rather be wrong about D'Amico Ryans than about Dan Quinn Part 2. The thing about Sean Payton, if you hire him, right, if you get him, you know what you're getting offensively. The thing about Quinn is I have to imagine his vision for the offensive coordinator, who he wants as his offensive coordinator, is a huge part of the job interview, given the fact Kyler Murray is such an important thing to be molded. I mean, it has to be. He, he, ha- he has to have given them a name. 100%. That is, that is someone he can land who is the right person. There are people that want Jerry Jones to get rid of Mike McCarthy so Dan Quinn doesn't leave and make Dan Quinn the head coach. I mean, I don't. The thing is, you. I don't know if it matters if you're an adult in the room if the person in charge doesn't let you be yourself. I I mean, so much, and I'm, I'm not a big Mike McCarthy guy, but so much of that organization's issues, I think, is that organization's owner slash GM. Yes. When you're the DC and the OC on a on a team, whether the head coach is struggling or not, isn't it a little bit like being the backup quarterback? Like everyone's clamoring for the starter to be benched, and you're the next guy. Like, isn't there a little bit of that with Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy? Yeah, I think it's also just. I think people understand that Mike McCarthy's not the answer, and I, you're right. I also think it's all right. So here's a bad analogy, but like you guys can see me, I'm not gonna take my shirt off ever, and I'm not the world's best looking guy. And when I was in college, what I discovered was when I had a girlfriend, other girls wanted to date me, and when I didn't, they didn't. There's something about human nature where if someone feels desirable, they become desirable to someone else, they're desirable to you. I think the fact that there's some some interest in Dan Quinn out there, coupled with the fact that Mike McCarthy's not it, has Cowboy fans like, well, if he's good enough for those guys, he's good enough for us. Speaking of being desirable, yesterday Giants GM Joe Shane met the media and he explained he wants quarterback Daniel Jones to remain with the team as Jones prepares for free agency. We'd like Daniel to be here. Again, he, he said it yesterday. There's, there's a business side to it, but um, we feel like Daniel played well this season. He's done everything that we asked him to do. And, you know, again, there's a business side to it. We, we haven't went down that road yet. Um, you know, we still got to have our meetings with our staff late in the week, and uh, we'll devise an off-season plan. But we, we haven't had those meetings yet, but uh, we would like to have Daniel Jones back. Jones is coming off his best season with the Giants, yet he still only threw 17 touchdowns in 18 games played. That includes the playoffs. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell the Giants are in no man's land when it comes to signing Daniel Jones. I think that's a buy. I mean, I don't buy. think they're actually jonesing for him. Buy. Andrew. I heard it. Jonesing. Because it's his name. Yes. And the term. Not Danieling for him. <laughs> um, they cost themselves some dimes on Danny. Bye. Oh, that was really good. By letting him play out this year. Well done. Thank you. It was good. Thank you. I, I, did you say it in this question or just off air to me that this, this season, surprisingly good for the Giants, could in a way end up being bad for them because Jones gets overvalued. Right. And for Brian Dayball, I mean, there were no expectations for the Giants this season. Making the playoffs is fantastic. But also, if you are in no man's land with Daniel Jones, whether you want to keep him, but how much do you pay him? Same thing, by the way, with Saquon Barkley. And oh, by the way, you're bereft of talent at 
every yeah. other skill position. I think the question on Dayball has been answered, though. Yes, and they're not they're not signing Saquon Barkley. They they can say nice things, but he wants north of twelve million dollars a year. No. They're just they're not doing that. No one should do that. Right. They're in a weird spot with Jones because he showed that he's a good quarterback right now, but I, like we said yesterday, I don't I don't know what the high end still is for him, and that's what you'd want to know by now. He's been in the NFL for four, you know, for four years. You'd want to know or have an idea of what the high end is. Can he ever win a game in Philadelphia in the second round of the playoffs? I still don't have that answer. Now you've got to, you actually have to make a call on it. How many quarterbacks have broken out? Because he didn't break out this year. He looked like he might work, but it wasn't a break. How many quarterbacks have broken out in the last 20 years in year five or later? Yeah, I mean, I'd say he broke out this year, but we're just arguing semantics. Like, he was, he was at times, you weren't, I mean, they they didn't exercise their option for next year on him. Right. And then he proved that he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He had a breakout year, and it it may end up being a a problem for them. Who's clamoring for Daniel Jones, though, if the Giants don't end up signing him? I mean, any team that needs a quarterback will go after him. As their first option? Um, well, I mean, they don't have an option. Right. But like the you know, Carolina this year would have been yes. the kind of spot. He's better than anybody in Washington. Yep. If Brock Purdy hadn't been successful, the Niners would have been after. Right, that would, he's, a serv- he's proven himself to be a serviceable quarterback. The problem becomes all the examples we're giving are places that would pick up the scraps after he didn't work out in New York. New York has to make a decision whether or not he can be really, really good. I mean, he was... He was fine this year. Like, he wasn't... He wasn't... Amazing. No, he was not dynamic often. He fixed his turnover issue, which was his biggest issue coming into the season. And Brian Dable had a lot to do with that. But let's not... I mean, he was less than a touchdown per game this year. Right. So, and that's that's my concern. He's good enough to be a starter. But is he good enough to be a starter on a team that is trying to win playoff games and make the Super Bowl? They're, they're a long way from that, but that's obviously the goal always, and that's the way they're building in that direction. And is he going to, when they're, the rest of the roster improves, are you going to go, ugh, but Daniel's not good Maybe. enough. I, I was trying to remember how many touchdowns he threw this year. I was thinking, did he get to 20? He didn't. It was 15 touchdowns. But he was throwing to me and you. He had terrible wide receiver, which is another part of the problem. Only threw five picks. If you just go, all right, he did this and impressed you with nobody... If we give him two wide receivers and a tight end, then where do those numbers go? So there's two competing things here, but they they overlap. There's maybe there's a, a bit of a overlap here. What is the Giants' internal actual evaluation of him, and do you trust that front office to evaluate and coaches have to evaluate it properly? And then overlaid with that is what are the options if there are small or severe doubts? Like what else? What is the alternative? I mean, the Jets didn't like the guy that they drafted. They went and got another guy, and that guy doesn't work either. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. No, and they can't. They're not in a position to start packaging picks and moving up to draft another quarterback. It's, no, they're not. It's you, and they don't want to. They, they don't want to go south again. Like they've already been to the bottom, so they don't need to. They don't want to start a rebuild here to get back to having a, a top pick. They want to keep going forward, which is why they basically have to sign him here. They really don't have another choice because they're, are they going to? pay a lot for Derek Carr? I mean, and how much of an upgrade is that and for how long is right. the other thing? Yeah. Are they going to call the Niners? I mean, calling the Niners or whoever that they don't want? Do they want Jimmy Garoppolo on the open market? Like So like that, those, those are their other options, and he's probably better than all of them. And you also don't have a good enough roster, especially offensively, to attract the kind of quarterbacks 
who might be a, a clear upgrade. Yeah, but those guys aren't sitting out there unemployed. That's what I'm saying. Like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, if they're going to like make some surprising decision, it's not to go to the Giants. Does Rodgers come up again in Viracell? Uh, no, you're clear. So should I point out here that I mentioned him to the Jets and multiple people mentioned that yesterday, multiple like news yeah, organizations. You. You're on it. Bye. Just... Bye, Bogish. Bye. This is what happens when we go to lunch and then we have time on the train together. Comfortable, just patting yourself on the back. You're in a yeah. safe spot. Got we, it. we are on day 24 of being best friends, but I'm just going to point out to you a little, a little, just a little bit, a little self-serving. There. No, I liked it. A oh, little I know. bit. No, no I liked it. It was a lot. Call it. Yeah. I get stuff right all the time. I mean, name a show after. Like, I, I'm, I'll lean into it. Or they just like the play on words. Oh, by the way, Cody Peace, just a quick thank you. Sports writer, so excited for this segment. Been waiting months for this. People have been waiting for you to take your shirt off, Tom. Think about that, man. Good work. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it good work, but it was work. It was real awkward. Do you have any pictures of you at your peak, like, uh, weightlifting days? Uh, yes, but I don't know that it's with shirt off. But, like, something just shows how shirt? buff sure. you were once? Sure. All right, we could pose that. We could, or we could not. I think we should. Yeah. We didn't give anybody a live look, but we could just say we saw the 2023 version of this. Yeah. Pose you in a leotard from a, a mat or something. I it's don't a know. good version. I mean, I yeah. Know. Good I job. appreciate you guys good doing job, that, by the way. Mrs. D-Cell. <laughs> not, uh, not flipping those cameras around on me. Thank you for that. All right, can we get to some hoops here before we close out? Yeah, I'm not going to argue with the guy with the muscles. All right, Giannis and Chris Middleton returned to the lineup yesterday as the Bucks beat up on the Pistons 150-130. to Giannis was back in the starting lineup after missing the last six games with a sore knee, while Chris Middleton played 15 minutes coming off the bench. Middleton, of course, limited to just eight games played this year because of a knee injury of his own. Buy or sell a healthy Milwaukee Bucks team is the best team in the Eastern Conference. All right, so... It's a really good question. I think it's really close. So help me out. I actually think the Bucks are probably, if I had to pick a team to come out, I would, I would pick Milwaukee. But I don't think they're the best team. Is, am I allowed to? I just think there's something about Giannis that, that, that crosses that small margin that separates the Celtics from them. So I'm going to sell that. Maybe it's stupid semantics. Stealing sell. Bogus's word. But I... I think the Celtics are the best team in the NBA, but I I don't think the margin's very very wide, and I just think there's something about Giannis's ability to take a less talented team and win a game or two that, that otherwise he shouldn't be able to. And I know the Celtics have been to an NBA Finals, but I mean this Bucks team has championship pedigree. This yeah. core has won a title. There's got to be something said for that. If Middleton and Giannis had been hurt, and really Middleton for the the real chunk of time long enough into this season they hadn't won anything. I worry about chemistry. But the fact that they have, as you said, been NBA champions means that if Middleton can stay healthy, he's also going to have less wear and tear than some of these guys who've been playing since October. I get every single night. I just, I, I still think, and I think these just brutal, but but it's Boston or, or it's Milwaukee for me. By the way, I told you guys, didn't I? Bet on MB to win the MVP. There were great odds. Have you noticed his odds have moved drastically? Some places have him as the second or third most likely now. Well, that's why the show was called Writer Than You. Yeah, I just I want to lean into what Andrew did. We are crushing stuff here on the show. Mm-hmm. Hoopier than all. Oh, than all? Yeah. Oh! Got an upgrade. We did get 2.0. Yep. It was time. Man, it feels so right. All right, that was. Uh, how, how do you feel, Tom? 
your shirt was off for a little while. You well, I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty weird in the beginning, a little violated. It didn't feel right, um, but we got through it. Do we know why our guy left? No, but I think uh, the writing's on the wall. Oh. Like He did not want to see me with my shirt off, and that's okay. I'm going to find out. I'm gonna find. I did it. I turned out I didn't either. I, <laughs> I just didn't know. Be careful what you ask for. I yeah. tried to warn you guys for the last twelve months. Never said these words before, but you're right. <laughs> Never let it happen again. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna give him a break and then check on on just how Tom's doing after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You, CBS Sports Radio. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for listening. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. The Bengals defense, that's so good, held the Bills to just 10 points at home on Sunday. The Bills finished the day with just 63 yards rushing, while top wide receiver Stephon Diggs had just four catches for 35 yards. He saw his frustration afterwards. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Joe Theismann said it. As good as Joe Burrow is, and as impressive as he was with that cottage cheese offensive line, That Bengals defense is so, so impressive. I don't, so I'm with Joe. I I don't know, you know, not like we're always right, but I don't have a good guess. I don't have a strong sense of who's going to win the NFC game. And I have a similar level of uncertainty about that Chiefs-Bengals matchup. If you gave me a 100% Patrick Mahomes, I'll go against what I feel like, Tom, is a conventional wisdom. I think most people think it's the Bengals, and I understand why, and they— I, I would take Kansas City if Mahomes were were fine. His status, his ankle, I, I don't know what he is, and that makes it really hard to have any confidence in, in Kansas City, to know what to expect. Listen, nobody should take my advice. I'm as bad as it gets when it comes to this stuff, but I will point out, we're at Tuesday. We are two for two with our guest this week taking Cincinnati over Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Uh, and confidently taking the Bengals. Both Mike Florio and Joe Theismann. Yep. Smart guys. Know their stuff. I just think, look, I think, I also think that the Bengals have proven and the, the Chiefs have already established that they are legitimate AFC forces and their quarterbacks are legitimate top whatever, two, three QBs in the NFL. 
And this idea of Mahomes versus Burroughs becoming the new Brady versus Manning or the nearest comparison, I, I think that has merit, and it's likely to, to play out in the years ahead. In that kind of a scenario, it really is either 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 can win, right? It's And so I think in some ways we've just become enamored with what the Bengals have done against Kansas City the last three games and last year, and we've forgotten the force that is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs when, it's not now, it's not this moment, when Mahomes is healthy. Because if the Bengals had a banged-up Joe Burrow, you'd also just be like, all right, they're, 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 they're done. And, and the, the, that Eagles-Niners game is so perplexing and interesting, too. Because you have two outstanding defenses. You might have the two best defenses in the NFL playing in the NFC Championship game, and you've got one against a mobile quarterback that has been hurt at times this year, and they run Philadelphia a very interesting offense. How do the Niners counteract that? Can they? Really fascinating. And then you've got the same question that keeps getting answered, but still, it's another level of challenge for Brock Purdy. It is a, and that Cowboys defense was very good, and they were very good all year at harassing the quarterback. But the Eagles are even a level above that, and they are defensively much more impressive throughout the entire roster. But Purdy's answered every, every call. I'm almost, Tom, I have become a Brock Purdy fan because this is probably pretty, maybe it's the simpleton in me. The guy is relatable in a way that I love Mahomes, but he's a superhero. Joe Burrow's incredible, but he's the most confident winner on the face of the earth. Jalen Hurts is a is a specimen, and by the way, a guy that went out there and like got drafted in a situation where there was somebody else and like has earned his place, but is clearly a future current MVP candidate. Brock Purdy's just like the American dream, right? No one believed in me. No one saw me coming. I got my chance, and I I I, I grab. It's cool to watch. Like even when this dude talks, whether it's pregame, postgame, after a big win, I mean, he's, on, he's only played in wins. He sounds like a regular guy who knows what's going on right now, taking advantage of the opportunity that he's been thrust into. Not someone that says, like, yes, you guys all missed out on me. I don't know how I could have been Mr. Relevant. No, that's not how this guy acts, carries himself, and plays. Uh, he hasn't lost yet. It's got, it's different and there's different, but it's got interesting Nick Foles vibes going on. Only Foles had been an incredibly successful quarterback for a short stretch under Chip Kelly, right? And people had attributed that mostly to the system before the game kind of passed Kelly by. But when Foles played really well for the Eagles when Wentz went down, I was like, okay, I've seen this before. I I guess it's still in there. I guess he wasn't just a, a Chip Kelly creation the way that, Maybe Jeremy Lin was, for lack of a better comparison, under Mike D'Antoni. This Brock Purdy guy is just some guy that, and, and I'm from Iowa. So I don't mean it this way. I played at Iowa State. Most people don't watch Iowa State football games. I watch some. I'm from the state, but I'm more of a Hawkeyes fan. So I knew a little bit about him. I was like, cool that a guy from Iowa is on the roster. And when he got thrust into it, Tom, I thought this dude kid's going to get humiliated. And you're right. He is just, all he's done is conduct himself like a seven year veteran and backing people up forever. And was ready to step in. It's pr- this ain't Chase Daniel doing it, right? The guy that's made the most money ever. It feels like for a backup QB who's a prof- professional year after year after year. This is a this is a rookie drafted the last pick in the draft. Can you imagine if he beats? I mean, beating Dak's not an accomplishment, but whatever. Beats Dak, then he beats Hurts, then he beats Burrow or Mahomes. Ouch, Dak's he's just not good in the playoffs, man. He's just he's not a winner. That makes him a loser. Where dude, I don't be mean. Dak Prescott. And as you said yesterday, it's not personal. It's not. If you don't win, you're a loser. Seems like a super nice guy. You know what? I, I'm i a nice guy. You know what I lose at? 
racquetball. I don't know why. I'm good at tennis. I'm a racquetball loser. You guys also lost when I took my shirt off. Oh, yeah. Well, the audience seemed to like it. That was quite a moment. I tried to warn you guys for the last yeah. 12 months. One year I tried to tell you, you don't want to yeah, see right. this. I didn't. I was having such a good day. And then. I hope I didn't spoil your appetite. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't do you wrong, though, because I just told the guys out there, and they were really mad that we didn't gallo, Stu. They didn't get to record and come by. They're just obliviously working. <laughs> working. All right, all right, good stuff. Fun show. Thanks to Joe Theismann. Thanks to T-Cell. Thanks to Bogusheim. Bill Ryder, appreciate you. One more show from New York tomorrow here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.